welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 69 and I've got a very special guest on my show today. Um, he's someone who is a fellow podcaster and has an amazing podcast um, himself that I listen to regularly with some tremendous guests that have great stories to tell. But I thought, why not the podcaster be the podcastee, if that's such a word? And I'm going to get Travis Cochran, um, the technician on today to tell me his story, his background, his path, his visions. It's going to be very, very exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. So without further ado, let's get on with it. All right, Travis Cochran, the technician. Welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Really good, man, and I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited for it. Not a problem, man. Not a problem. This this must be, um, it's funny, I suppose, being on the other side, not asking the questions, but answering them. I know you did one last night as well, so you're doing a few as well. Yeah, so I've been asked on a few recently, which is cool because mm. it's really getting me out of my comfort zone now. Yep. Initially, doing the podcast was, you know, quite intimidating. Sure. In itself. Yep. But I became more comfortable with that. But now again, we're changing, right? Yeah. We're trying new things again. Absolutely. So I'm going out of that comfort zone again. But I'm really enjoying it because I've found that even though I haven't been on the other side much, yep. I'm starting to realize in myself that I know more than I think. Yeah. Which is really cool. I think um, a lot of people will question themselves in any sort of scenario that they've never Human nature. Before. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. But I think it's something that from the looks of things or from the feels of feels of it, I've, I've actually got quite a natural talent with it, which is cool. That is very cool. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's funny because um, the first episode I listened to of yours was with um, Jordan, Positive, JP, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was really cool. And that that um, ignited me to get him on. So he was on, obviously, a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, and then my, my, my wife put me onto it. And then we, we've listened to a few since. And we had a conversation the other week. And, and she said to me... Um, because uh, I told her that I'd approached you about coming on, and she said he's he's definitely there's a story there to tell. Because every time you interview someone, there's a few little tidbits that come out yeah. of your background. Yeah. But obviously you're the interviewer, so obviously you're not going to go on a tangent. But uh, she said he's got a story. And I said, yeah, I know, I know. So we'll we'll obviously enter that frame now, shall we? So I guess roles reversed. I'd love to know a bit about your background and obviously who you were before the story. Obviously we've you know if anyone's listened to your podcast previous. Um, we know you worked at Rebel. We know, um, you know, I think you were a rugby league player. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So that's probably the big portion of my life. Okay. You know, it really sent me down the path to where I am now. Yep. Um, but if we go back to the beginning without going too deep into sure. it, I grew up in a little small country town called Woodford. I don't know if you know where that is. Yeah. That's where my wife works. No way. Yeah. At yeah. The, right. At the prison there. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. My nah. auntie and uncle have worked out there for 26 years. Oh, wow. Jim and Vic Klein. Okay. Yeah. So. There you go. Uh, yeah, man, like I grew up there and, you know, at the age of five started playing footy. Okay. You know, and I had an amazing family to support me, always have, you know, yep. mum, dad, two little brothers, little sister. Sure. So I was the eldest and, um, yeah, man, as soon as I got into football, I think that's where things really took off because, you know, being at a small school, small country town, obviously quite a big kid as yep. I was growing up. Sure. You know, I probably wasn't much smaller than I am now. <laughs> oh, old, Jesus so. Christ. Uh, you know, around about eight, nine years old, I really went through a growth phase and you could tell the difference between me and the other kids on the field. Sure. So the reason I mentioned that is because I had quite a interesting moment. I still remember it to this day. Mm. I think it was around about that age, eight, nine, ten years old, and I threw some kid to the ground and I could just tell I was so much more stronger than these other kids. Sure. Yeah. And his face hit the ball or something, his teeth fell out, his oh, face was wow. all messed up. But I had all the parents on the sideline yelling at me saying, get him off the field, he's too big, you know, right. he shouldn't be playing against our kids. Yeah. 
to have that moment, that made me really start to question myself and who I am, should I be in my... It really made me go back into my shell a little bit. Of course, I could see why. Yeah, and you know, I thought, oh, if I'm this big, I can't be who I truly am because mm-hmm. then everyone will like, look at me and you know, I'm this target for everything. So, yep. you know, looking at that and, you know, saying how that affected me, I think the more I talk about it, the more I realize those little things like that definitely shaped me and how I started to think at a okay. really young age. Because what happened after that, obviously kept growing. <laughs> uh, a few more people started to recognize me. I was playing in Sunshine Coast League against Kiwana and that sort of thing. Yep. So I had a big school up here called Mountain Creek. Mm-hmm. They noticed me. So the, the coach there at the time was Rob Bruff, the Channel 7 newsreader, yep. who is now obviously one of my best mates, mentors, has been for most of my life. Okay. But Rob noticed me, got me up here, so I started uh, actually living with other families, my mates and families up here. Yep. So I moved out of home at 14. Wow. So a small country town kid, yeah. man, coming up to the big smoke. Yep. And I'm coming into this school, there's 2,500 kids mm. from a school that had about 300 kids. Wow. So you can imagine as a child, the sort of things I'm going through, things that are going through my head, and this is where those social conditioning things start coming in, such as what shoes am I wearing? What's the backpack that I've got? Yes. What sort of fucking haircut I have? Yeah. If you don't have the right thing, you're getting judged straight away. Absolutely. So me already, a shy, insecure kid because of things I've been through because of footy and stuff already. Yep. I'm now being thrust into the extreme comfort zone. You know, I need to break out of this, but I can't. So all it did was sort of lock me into this mindset that I can't do this. I'm not this. I'm mm-hmm. not good enough. Uh, you know, started questioning myself with every single thing in day-to-day life. Yep. So footy kept going. I kept, you know, getting all the rep teams and I got picked up by the Bronx by the time I was 15, 16, I think okay. it was. Yep. And a few of the other boys. Yep. And, you know, fast forward through those couple of years, playing 70 games a year sometimes and wow. going through multiple injuries. Uh, the big thing that I really suffered from when I ever had to go to big training sessions at Brizzy with all the other Broncos boys, yep. I'd freak myself out. Yeah, wow. And this is where it really started to mess with my mind. This is okay. where if I had to pinpoint where my mental health issues started, mm-hmm. it was during those periods. Because I think what it did, it really it was super uncomfortable, man. Like yeah, right. having to go meet all these guys that I looked up to because they had big names then already. Yep. If you ever went to rep carnivals and someone mentioned Josh McGuire, Ben Hunt, Andrew um, Andrew McCulloch, like Daily Cherry Evans, like all these boys, you're like, oh, they're... And you look at yourself, you're like, I'm nothing compared yeah, to these guys. of course. Yeah. But obviously I was because I'm there. Yeah. But... The person and the conditioned beliefs that I had at the time, which I don't, I didn't realize that's what it was. I do now. Mm. I was telling myself, oh, well, I'm not meant to be there. Yeah, right. So I get to a point where they finally offer me a full time contract, right? So I'm about to be in the top 30 or whatever it was in the Broncos yep. at the time, and I said no. Wow. So you imagine, man, this this ultimate goal that all these kids in Australia that play rugby league strive to get. Yep. I had it in my hands. Mm. I literally had the contract from Pete Nolan, who's a yeah. um, scout at the time. Yep. He'd worked with me over the years, helped develop me. Uh, you know, I got to meet so many awesome people, and the Broncos were amazing. But I just couldn't get past these mental health issues that I was really struggling with. Yeah, wow. And I had no idea what it was at the time. No, of course not. And we didn't have podcasts and YouTube and mentors and that were at the tip of our hands to mm. help me. So I had to really navigate that myself. Which I don't blame anyone for. Yep. It's just, it is what it is. You know, at the time, we just didn't have those um, resources. So that right there, if we narrow it down to where 
it really started. Yep. It was saying saying no to the contract because as soon as I said no to that, and then I work at my local IGA. Wow. Okay. So I had everything right. I had. Yeah. I was up at the coast. I was living in this beautiful place. I got the contract. I had the NRL contract, and now I'm back to working at my local IGA in Woodford. Right. Now there's nothing wrong with working at IGA, right? No. But at the time, as a kid, everyone else is going to uni. Everyone else is signing contracts with NRL teams and getting trades. I saw myself as a failure because oh. I had something and now I'm nothing. Yeah, okay. That's how I saw it. Yep. So, you know, those next few years really were, um, I guess that's my development phase really started because I got, it went dark, man. Like I tried different jobs. I uh, moved to Mackay to play footy up there again, but again, yep. injuries and stuff got me. The mental health stuff got me. There was times I was doing a job up there. There were times I'd wake up in the morning and I'd just cry. Yeah, well. I couldn't get out of bed, man. Mm. I'd look at the ceiling and just be like, fuck this. What am I doing? Yeah. And luckily enough, during that period, I'd met uh, my partner at the time, Grace, Mm -hmm. who was an amazing person, really helped me through a lot of the stuff. And I was also with my best mate, Tice, who helped me as well, and his wife, Siobhan. Yeah, well. So I think the big thing about my story is I've always had really cool people around me to help support me. Yep. And I think without them, I wouldn't be here anymore. Yeah, right. Because as my story continued on and I'd sort of moved around places, tried different jobs, kept finding these jobs that just weren't working for me, man. Mm. It's like, this isn't me. This isn't for me. And I got to a point where I was working this one job up here on the coast. We moved back to the coast. Gracie and I are here. We're doing our thing. I was in a really bad space. And I remember one day, this day just got me, man. It's still, I still... It, I remind, it reminds me of how I felt at the time. The exact feelings. I'm getting it as soon as I try to tell it again. Yeah, okay, that's all right. But it was the same with JP when I asked him about his story, man. Yeah. And it blew me away the fact that he went through a similar time and you know phase. But essentially, I was driving home from work and I'd had such a shit day. As I'm coming around that big lounge roundabout. Yep. I just thought, yep, this is it. I'm ending it. Hmm. Wow. Just out of nowhere, man. I literally was like, okay, this is it. Went to take the car off the road. Yeah. Just where that little pie van is off the side there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aussie pie van. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I sort of went off and then all of a sudden something clicked and right. I brought it back onto the road. Wow. So something flashed in front of me and I still to this day remember it. It was like, I don't know if time slowed down for me or it was like a guardian angel, whatever it might be. And yeah, something just brought me back and I just burst out crying. It was wow. like that breaking moment. So that was my catalyst to, I think, really trying to find exactly what it is that I'm supposed to be doing with my life. 100%. Yeah. Because from that time of saying no to the Broncos to that, I think it was from about 17 to 24. Okay. 24-ish. Yeah. It was like a period of just pure darkness, man. Mm. You know, ups and downs, severe depression, lots of anxieties, you know, avoiding parties, avoiding meeting new people. Because yeah, right. you don't want to have to say, oh, what do you do for work? Oh, I work at AGA. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. Or whatever it might be. Yeah, fear of judgment. Which yeah. is horrible. Yeah, fear of judgment yeah. is such a horrible thing, man. Yeah. So, you know, and I get to that, and I had that moment, and that's when um, Gracie and I were like, okay, we need to get back to Sydney. I went back to Rebel. Okay. And got back into a job that I knew I was good at. Yep. Was helping people. Yeah. On a small de- on a small degree, but that's okay. Yeah. It was still helping people, doing my thing, and it sort of got to a point where we're doing really well, and then you know whatever happened, Grace and I split up. But around that same time, 
Uh, I actually tore my ACL and meniscus. Oh. Literally within like a week. I think it was like a week period. Yeah, right. So I'd gone from, I'm going back, I'm back on a good track, I'm back at Rebel, living on the beach in the northern beaches of Sydney. Nice spot. Dude, unreal. Mm. And everything's going good. And then all of a sudden, we're back. <laughs> We're back to square one, dude. I'm back living at home. Yeah. But the way it all worked out, right, now that I know everything about the universe happening for me, not to me. Sure. I know that situation. There's no way in hell I wasn't meant to. I know it sounds ridiculous, yeah. but I was supposed to destroy my knee. Okay. At that exact time that Gracie and I split up. Yep. Because what that gave me time to do, I was back at home, went through the Rico. Yep. I was in so much pain. Mum was emptying my piss bottle at one stage. Wow. You know, I'm just in bed, just pure. This is the darkest I've ever been. Yeah, right. And that was the moment where I was like, and again, very similar to JP, laying in my basically, I guess it could have been my deathbed, mm. thinking I can, I need to do something here. So that's where I decided to start a clothing business okay. that I've been talking about for years. But what that did, it wasn't the clothing business that changed me. It was the fact that I started learning shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started watching YouTube, um, Impact Theory by Tom Bilyeu, mm-hmm. game changer for me. Um, started developing myself, and all of a sudden, universe starts providing. That's it. Simon, the manager down at Northlake's Rebel, brand new store. Hey, Trevor, heard you back up here in the in Queensland. Uh, Let's catch up, mate. My knee starts to heal up. Yeah, right. I get this new job. I somehow score a brand new car. I was able to, like, everything just sort of started happening. It worked. It worked out. And I'm back at Rebel again, self-development every single day. Yep. So I'm driving down an hour to North Lakes Mm. from Woody, and I'm on my way back. So it's it's podcasts every day. Yep. Every day. I get home, I work on my clothing brand for, you know, till one o'clock in the morning. Right. Working a full-time job. um, Become best customer service in Australia. Nice. So you think about that moment where... I was in the darkest time I've ever been. Yep. And somehow something drove me to make a huge change and go on this self-development journey, which has led me now to, you know, learning so much about myself, learning about self-love and all this other stuff. And finally got to a point where I was like, okay, I think I'm on the right track. Yep. And then in that time, I met my now soulmate, Tams, who I met randomly just on Tinder. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Weirdly enough, bro, I manifested her about a month before. Okay. And the mate that I went on the date, so she she was here with her friend from Canada. Okay. And her, she was with another friend. I was like, Ruffy, do you want to come down with me? uh, Rob's son, Thomas. And I had actually said to him about a month before, I was like, man, I really want to meet someone from overseas, brunette, tan, blue eyes, just a nice person. Not jealous. I literally, every single little aspect, I worded out. Wow. I kid you not, Tams is exactly <laughs> what I said <laughs> I want to meet. How's that? So if that's not the power of manifestation, you get on the right frequencies, bro, I don't know what is. That's awesome. So uh, she's really helped me a lot in the last couple of years, and um, she's been a huge factor, because I've still had my times. Mm. I still have my dark times, and uh, I sort of got to a point where I was like, okay, I, need, I know I want to be of service to others. Yep which is where the podcast is growing from. I'm studying my Cert 4 in fitness. Cool. Wanting to start online coaching and that sort of thing. So, sure. Which now brings me to this point where I'm at now. So there's there's a few things in there I probably missed. Yep. But that's the overall arching story of how I sort of ended up in the point where I'm doing what I'm doing now, I suppose. And how good is it? Unreal, man. <laughs> Honestly, like yeah. if, if I look back, it's like a lot of the things that happened... As I said, a lot of it's happened for me. Mm. You know, like it's all these things you can always say, 
you know, that time that we broke up and whatever, mm. uh, well, was me, like, you know, just everything that's bad's happening is like, oh, well, you might as well just give up. Yeah. 100% I could have given up. Yeah, absolutely. There's multiple scenarios there where I could have just been like, oh, oh well, we'll just give up here. Yeah. But somehow I sort of managed to just um, find the good in everything. And I think a lot of the strongest people are the ones that go through the hardest times. Great saying, yeah. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you like, when you talk about some of the people you've had on, mm. I'm sure probably the similarities are that you'll get a lot of people that have just been through some of the most horrible, darkest times, but somehow they come through. Even talking to Leon, man, yeah. you know, some of the stuff he's been through. Exactly. Having clients commit suicide and stuff, but yep. still focusing on how he can be of service to others. That's it. it, it you're right. Um, it's amazing how much stronger you can be if you can overcome adversity in some way, shape, or form. And everyone's adversity is different, obviously. You know, there's always some level of adversity that we face. I mean, that's life, you know. You're probably never going to come across someone who's just had a cruisy life the whole way through. There's always going to be some bump in the road, you know. Exactly. Um, but it makes you stronger. You do learn from it. And like you just said, you know, you, you, you get the opportunity to better yourself if you can see it that way and find improvement and then find your true path. Exactly, yeah. and it's it's such a when you finally have that moment. I said this to the boys on the podcast last night. When I finally had that realization, I was like, "Holy shit, this is what I'm supposed to be doing." It just hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah, I don't know if you ever had that where you just realize, "Yep, yeah, I'm gonna be helping people doing what I'm doing now." Yep, and look at what you've created. Yeah, but. I don't know if you've seen the video I posted. It would have been about, oh, about five weeks ago. Okay. I just randomly was driving home after seeing Toddy Jarrett and catching up with a couple of the other boys. I just had this moment driving home in the car and I just broke down crying. Yeah, wow. I was like, holy shit. And it, the scary thing is it took me back to that moment where, that moment where I decided to almost kill myself, mm. which was driving off the road. Mm. I was in that car, in the same car, funnily enough. Yeah, well. I'd gotten rid of my new car that I had because yeah, right. I realized I didn't need it. I got back to my old car. Sure. Gets me around. Yep. But the fact that in a very similar location too, yeah, this right. is only 10 minutes up the road from uh, where it last happened. Uh, and the other scary thing is it's probably nearly about 10 years ago that that happened. Yeah, uh, okay. And... Just the complete polar opposite. I was breaking down crying and having this realization that I was like, I'm here. This is me, man. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I had to share it. I just got on the camera. It was pretty. It was a pretty raw moment. And, mm. you know, sometimes sharing that sort of stuff in public can be pretty tough. But I've gotten pretty good with it now because I think if I'm going to really make any difference in the mental health game, I yep. need to be able to speak about it candidly. Big time. So I did. And the response I got was amazing, bro. I'd have people reaching out saying, man, thank you for sharing that. Mm. It made them feel more comfortable in how they were feeling. Exactly. There you go. Just so, something as simple as that can help. If it helps one person, it's done. you've done your, your bit, you know, but exactly. just, just openly sharing an experience. Yeah. Exactly. Just having it, feeling like you're leaving an impact on one or two people, whatever it might be. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think that's been the coolest part about this podcast is that as much as I'm doing it out of genuine wanting to help people, mm. yeah, like obviously I want to make a living from it at some awesome. point, but the best part has been getting a random message from someone I've never met saying, hey bro, listen to your podcast, yeah. it's changed my life. How good is that? I, I get Man. that as well. It's pretty cool. Like, I'm sure. You, what yeah. are you, nearly 70 episodes in Yeah. Now. And the fact that sitting in front of a microphone like this 
just having a conversation can change people's lives like that. It's pretty cool, like man, yeah. and like, but even what you're doing as well, because obviously being such a qualified trainer and everything, mm. you obviously train all sorts of people. Yeah, because you do like comp prep, and do you train people as well that are just like you know just overweight and want to yeah. lose weight and stuff like that? Yep. What are the biggest things you see with you know the mental change you see when they are training? I I think that's the biggest thing from my perspective is like anyone can train effectively, you know, anyone yeah. can walk into the gym and train. It's more about giving someone the self-confidence, the self-belief, and then also putting them on the right path of sustainable health. Um, you know, without getting on a tangent here, like, um, you know, the, there's such a, a stigma out there about wanting to lose weight or look good in such a short space of time. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, you know, things like eight week challenges and stuff are not the greatest advertisement for a sustainable uh, healthy lifestyle so I try and educate as well yeah but the majority of my clients have been with me for years because yeah I know it's awesome you know they I'd, I'd classify them as friends yeah you know I know their partners and their kids and we hang out outside of these walls and stuff like that because we've been on this journey together yeah, exactly. so it's a, it's a pretty cool experience. And you yeah. build a community. It's like a little family and friends. Situation. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love you said that because it's one thing that I've really been, as I'm learning more about the fitness industry and getting into it, I've noticed that, you know, it was something that I really struggled with. I don't know if I told you about my experience with Jakey Habig. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Jake is actually a big reason. There's a few things now that I realize I've missed in that story, but. Jay Hughes was a big catalyst for me getting to the point I'm at now. Yep. Because we were working together at Rebel at Kiwana. Yep. And we, you know, I got along with him instantly. Good dude. Yeah, he's a top bloke. Really good dude. And uh, obviously great coach. And he actually helped me lose 22 kilos. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't look bad. Like, yeah. I was fine. Now I understand now what my lifestyle and what fits for me. Sure. But at the time, he just had me basically counting macros and training five, yep. six times a week. Yep. Consistency. Yep. Calorie that's deficit. It, yep. it worked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it made me understand food. It made me understand myself. It gave me so much confidence. And the feeling of just that fact that I could do it and that self-confidence. Yep. That made me realize, I was like, man, I love this. I want other people to feel this. Yeah. Which led me now to why I'm trying to get into this space. But the other thing I've learned is what you just said before. I couldn't care less how I look. Yeah. Obviously, like, yes, looking good will make you feel good too. But for me, I take, and this word still sticks with me, that Cal, I don't know if you listened to the one with Cal Krauss from Corrective Culture. No, I've got that one, yeah. So Cal said this thing where he, he wants to be a neutral. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Oh, I love that, man. Yeah. So everything I eat is all about nutrients. Yep. You know, macros, nutrients, micronutrients, whatever it might yep. be. I'm looking at the quality of food I'm eating. Mm. I couldn't care less about like calories and stuff. Yep. Because I think once I start to understand my body and what I can handle and learning about what's what's causing me inflammation, yep. what's causing me to be tired or make me feel like shit. Yep. Now I've found a really good space where I actually work really well for me personally on really high protein, high fats, mm. a little bit of carbs here and there, but I don't really care too much about it because I just feel good. That's the best best way to go, isn't it? You know, yeah. and I, I train, I train pretty consistently. I had a bit of time off because I was a bit sick. Sure. But man, like the difference it makes to just have that mindset that I don't, because the fear of judgment that we said before, mm. that comes into a lot of people's aspects when they talk about how they look, right? 100%, yeah. You know, they're not doing it for themselves. They're doing it because they're concerned about how other people look at them. That's right. 
and how they perceive them. Yep. And that I think that's the, one of the biggest battles we have at the moment in regards to, um, I guess, the, the, I was going to say the obesity epidemic we have, but just general poor health and fitness in the country. Yeah. Particularly females have a fear of going to the gym for being judged. Yeah. They feel intimidated. They feel like they're getting looked at. Um, you know, and the gym's a perfect playground to obviously get fit and healthy and stuff, but um, it's a massive hurdle to overcome to get there. Um, so, which is why I've got, you know, a private studio. It's yeah. one of the main reasons I opened it up to give people more confidence so they could, it's almost a stepping stone, you know? Of course, and yeah. I, I've definitely noticed that too, even with friends and family, you know, the biggest thing is like, you're trying to give them ideas or, you know, okay, they're asking the question, Yeah. how do I lose weight? You give them the answer, mm. they don't want to do it because of yeah. these other things, these social, and it's all social, it's social, social constructs, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's it's things that we've been made to believe over time as we've gone through school. Yep. I think school is a big proponent for this because yep. I think it all starts with the bullying and shit that happens at school. Big time. Uh, so what that then does, you know, people get all these conditioned beliefs mm. just through school, just through if there's one thing that you get picked on for four years straight. Uh, so for me, for example, I haven't really talked about this much, but I will because I need to be open about everything. Sure. Um, I've actually got a condition called gynecomastia. Okay. So obviously the the tissue in behind my nipple it makes it seem like I've got like boobs. Okay. Had my whole life. Right. So I used to get teased about that heaps. So and to the point, man, I was like, it obviously ruined my childhood because I was always so self conscious about wearing two shirts. I think at some point I was even taping my nipples. Wow. Yeah, right. Because I was getting teased. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I couldn't give a shit anymore. Obviously. Sure. Yeah. And as I got bigger, obviously it filled out a bit more and it doesn't look as bad. Okay. But in my mind, when I looked in the mirror and mm. I saw those titties, I was like, I hate myself. Yeah, wow. I hate myself. I hate myself so much that I need to cover myself up as much as I can. Mm. Uh, I need to do this, this, and this. I even at some point was thinking, maybe I should get on steroids or something so I can get bigger and yep. blah, blah, blah. Obviously, now I know it's a terrible idea because I would have probably made it worse. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, you start to understand that it's not so much how you're looked at, it's just how much self-love you have. 100%, yeah. Because if you love yourself, bro, no one can hurt you. No. No, I can right? agree with that, yeah. You know, and if you, if we could teach people these things, because if I'm going to get into this game of helping people, it's really going to be about the eternal battle that they're going through. Mm-hmm. And how do we then help them believe in themselves to the point where they can... Because I've talked to people, man. I even was talking to a mate this morning. He hates himself so much... When he looks in the mirror, yeah, he can't stand himself. Wow. You know, and I look at this guy and he's a good looking dude. He's doing well in life. Yep. For me, on the outside looking in, sure. he's doing very well. Yep. But him himself, he can't stand himself. Yeah, wow. So... Not a good place to be, is it? Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Wow. Um, okay, so... We're here now, obviously, you, you know, your, your podcast has taken off and you're mm. obviously getting tremendous feedback and you're getting some amazing guests on, which is cool. So what's, what, today, what have you learned, not only about yourself, but what you can obviously then deliver into potential uh, coaching services moving forward? I think the big aspect is what we kind of touched on then, where it's helping people believe in themselves more. Yep. Because there's a lot of conditioned beliefs or paradigms is what I'm learning about now. Yes. That are holding people back in every single aspect of their life. Mm. So I'm doing a uh, program at the moment with Vivian Paul. Yep. I don't know if you listen to Viv's. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Amazing woman, bro. Yeah. She's only like 26. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, yeah, incredible mindset. And where she came from, her story is incredible. But she's just making me believe and everyone else that's in the course mm. that when you're in a place or a community of people that are non-judgmental yeah. and they just want the best for you, you're going to fucking win. Yeah. I can't stop winning right now. Uh, you know, you? like... I, and it's not about being like cocky or anything, mm. but you need to have that self-belief that you can literally do anything you want. Yes. Because I don't know if you've heard much about energy and how everything's energy. We yep. are energy. Yep. You know, money is energy. It is. Uh, it comes and goes and ebbs and flows. Mm. I think that was one of the coolest things I've heard because <laughs> once I understood that, I went away from a scarcity mindset of never having money. Yeah. Because again, it's a it was a conditioned belief. My family, my friends and stuff, it was always like, oh... I've never got money. I can't save money. I'm horrible with money. Yep. It's the way they spoke about yep. it. So clearly, if you're talking about money in a bad way, it's never going to come to you. No, it won't. It's That's like talking right. shit about a good mate. Yeah. They usually find out. Yeah. They're like, well, fuck you. I'm not coming to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So little things like that, learning about that now, I'm, I'm starting to understand that anything I want, I mm. can have. Mm. So for example, getting ice on my podcast next month, yeah. Isaac John. Yeah. Bro, he's the one that started this. Yeah. To think that in the space of, I think it's been like six weeks since I quit Rebel, okay. or five weeks, everything's just gone times 10. Yeah, well. Because that was a time where I'd done it before. I'd quit Rebel before. Yep. I got away for about a year. Mm. I came back. Yep. Because again, those condition beliefs where I was like, oh, I need that weekly income. Mm-hmm. Got to be safe. Got to pay the bills, yep. whatever it might be. Safety net, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I got to a point now where, where it's like, I believe so much in myself that I'll make anything happen. Yep. That if even if I'm down to my last couple hundred bucks, like I was a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, it's cool. I'll make some money next week. It did. There you go. It comes and goes, man. So yeah. those things that I'm learning about that and going on an entrepreneurial path, it's pretty scary. Hundred percent. As you would know yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's all on you. Mm, it is. Big so time. helping people realize how powerful they are. Yep. Understanding the power of manifestation. Yes. Uh, understanding that a great foundation is training. You know, in any space, even if it's just walking. That's right. If you get up in the morning, go for a 30, 40 minute walk. Yeah. That bipedal movement is not only good for the brain function, mm. but just your body, like your cardio, like big time. Just general health. Yep. So, I'll be fairly basic with my stuff, man. You know, like I think giving people foundations, having an accountability factor there. Yes. Uh, you know. Because I've had to really do a lot of this stuff by myself and mm. self-development. Yeah. I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I can help provide those tools and tips. Well, my tools, tips and tactics. The technician. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To people to really... Because my big thing is going to be just helping people find their happiness. Okay. That's truly all I want. It's not... Like, maybe if I get a, a client that does want to compete because that's part of their happiness. Yep. I'm happy to learn what I can about that mm. to get to a point where I can comfortably help someone with Sure. That. Because, yes, I'll help them with that, but I'll also help them with their mindset. Because talking about this stuff with Jackson yesterday, Jackson Tippett, yep. he's got a lot of clients that are competing and that sort of thing. Mm. And I don't know about yourself, but he sees a lot of clients that are really struggling mentally. Yep. The mental health issues in that game. Big time. Obviously, because of the depletion within food that they're eating and that sort of stuff. But yep. it's that comparisons again, right? Yeah, absolutely. The comparison game is horrible in any space, mm. but... In the fitness game, I can imagine, like, you're working so hard to get to a certain point. Yeah. And you see someone else who's just that much better than you mm. because you're comparing yourself. That's right. 
you know, looking at yourself from six weeks ago and saying, yep. holy shit, I've come a long way. You're looking at Tanya Smith, who's this 200,000 followers on Instagram influencer yep. who's probably editing her photos, <laughs> probably on PEDs, yeah. probably all sorts of shit. Yep. And that's not knocking her. Like, she's no. hustling. She's do- she's working her Doing ass her thing, off. yeah, of course. But, and that's one thing I'll always say too. I will never judge anyone for their decisions mm. and what they do in their life. I couldn't care less. Yep. I support them. I love them. I love everyone. But there is a right way and a wrong way to do things too. And if they want advice or if they want help in how to do it in a healthier way, yep. especially for your mental health, because that's what I'm all about, yep. then that's what I'm going to do. Cool. Yeah. 100%, mate. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, the ultimate life goal is happiness, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us are, are so focused on success in our career or financial success or, you know, we're conditioned to, you've got to buy a house by a certain age and then you've got to have a family and then, you you know, you've got to have the white picket fence and the dog and travel and all these sorts of things. But it should be happiness. That should be the ultimate driver for life because something that I say a lot is that, you know, the time we're here is so, so short. We're only here for a very short period of time. So, you know, you don't want to have regrets. You don't want to look back and go, no, nah, I shouldn't have done that or I need to do that. Or, Why did not I do that? You know, make mm-hmm. it happen. Do it now. What's stopping you? you know? Exactly. You know, what is stopping you? What's stopping you? What, usually it's that fear of judgment. We mm. can keep going back to it, but at the end of the day... I find in most stories and most reasons that people give me is why they're not doing something, yep. their reaction or their response is, oh, because this, this, and this. Yeah, there's a reason. There's an excuse. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then you ask them the question, mm. oh, so you realize that it's your decision, right? Yeah. And they think for a second, they're like, oh, wait, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, why the fuck does Jim's opinion matter on what I'm doing with my life? It doesn't. No. Right? It doesn't. So to think, but again, I think it's just all that stuff that's conditioned through yep. schooling and stuff. So It is. It is. I, I often, you ever heard of Grant Cardone, the, the big finals? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I went and saw him um, two years ago, I think it was. Um, that would have been cool. Oh, yeah. Him, it was Gary Vee. It was um, oh, Kerwin really? Ray. Yeah, it was Gary Vee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. But he, there was one statement he made that, that really resonated with me, and I say it often, and that is, what's the worst thing that can happen if you just go for it? Mm. I love it. You know, just go for it. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're not going to die. You're going to, exactly. you know, you're going to, you might fail, but so what? You learn from that failure and then you get better. Yeah. So I, I love that that statement because he, he was, his story is pretty cool. He was broke, broke, just had yeah. no money. Yeah. And middle of the, jo- jo- uh, the global financial crisis. That's and, right. Yeah. yeah. Like and early now, 2000s. Yeah. And now, and now he's like, you know, his portfolio is huge and he's worth millions and billions and stuff. But, you know. But he's failed multiple times, right? He's failed so many times. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the something that we talked about last night again is that I am so happy to be the dumbest motherfucker in the world <laughs> or look like an idiot yeah. or fail and share it. Yeah. Because... If I'm not sharing my failures, everyone's going to see the stuff I'm doing and be like, oh, look at Trav, you know, look what he's doing. Because yeah. you, you do get a lot of negative feedback too because of course you uh, this is what Megan talked about with um, elevation. Mm. So a lot of the time, people will see you as a being elevating. Yeah. So they're coming from a lower, darker energy, mm-hmm. which is, okay, I don't like to see where he's going. I'm going to bring him back down. Yes. So start casting false judgments. Yep. So the little, oh, he's not qualified to do that. Yeah. He can't do that. Why does he think he can do that? Yep. Why does he even do that? He can't make money. Mm. Why, why hasn't he got a full-time job? All these little things. Yep. And if I was a normal person, <laughs> I would stop what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I would let that shit bring you back down for elevation. Yep. So... 
you know, understanding that failing is such an important part of becoming successful, mm. I think super important because like people like Michael Jordan, yeah, he, he talks about how many shots he's missed. Big time. You know, he, he doesn't just talk about all the shit because he did some amazing things. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, Clearly. Absolutely. Yeah. But all the amazing people, they talk about the shit that they've stuffed up with. They've come from bad places. They've been broke. Yep. All this and that. They're no one special. Nah. They just decided that they could actually do it. Yep. And well, we're happy to fail. Yeah, and yeah. happy to fail. Exactly. You've hit the nail on the head. Happy to fail. And learn from those failures. You That's know? it. You're never going to have a, a, a path to success without failure. It just doesn't work. You've got to learn, haven't you? Exactly. And evolve. So, your podcast, man. Let's talk about it because it's, it's going gangbusters, isn't it? It's it, killing it. It's, um, it's kind of funny because, well, I kid you not, Paul, I was like sitting there like, Okay, I'm going to be grinding for the next two years before I get 10 listeners. Yeah. Like, I just didn't think anything of it. And it's interesting because I researched it for so long. It actually took me eight months to actually start it. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, long... I had this... I got the logo and everything made up. <laughs> went to Officeworks, printed out this giant A... What was it? A2, A3, whatever. Yeah. Put it on my, like, wall down in the rumpus room or lounge room, whatever. So I'd see it every day, walking back and forward, in and out of the house. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll start it one day. I'll start it <laughs> Procrastinating, soon. not manifesting. Dude, I was terrified of starting it yeah. because little, like all those like conditioned beliefs I had for so many years. Yeah. Last year, I was in severe depression again because uh, Tams was locked out of the country for 10 months. Oh, of course. Because of COVID. Yeah. So we took so long to get her back in because yeah. she was in Canada. She went back to see her parents at Christmas. Right. Um, and unfortunately, again, yep. but I saw this time, because if this didn't happen last year, mm. I would not be where I am now. There you go. So, because I was in Woodford living with my parents, mm. but I was like, I need to get up the coast, I need to get here, get a new job, because I was going through a transition period, I want a new job, I want to grow. Yep. So I made it all happen. I got this brand, these brand new townhouses in Regatta Boulevard here. Yep. I was like, I need one there. I need to be next to a gym. So O2, just, up, just yep. here. Yep. Um, Close to work, so back at Rebel. Yeah. But then I ended up at Vast Fitness Academy. Oh. Amazing job. Yeah. Then COVID hit. Yeah. So Tams can't come back, but I can work from home. Yeah. But because of what I was going through without Tams there, mm. holy shit, I went straight back into my darkness. Yeah, I couldn't wow. do my job anymore. They were amazing. They said, look, mate, it's fine. And obviously, because of the help we were getting at the time, yep. I was able to survive. Of course. So it gave me time to realize, okay, what am I going to do coming out of this? Yeah. The idea came podcast yep technician actually came from my best mate christian christian palu we were trying to build an arcadian coaching brand okay which is coaching and stuff like yep. personal training yep so we somehow managed to do we were both going through some severe bad times man because his dad was really sick last year wow but for this podcast to grow out of that because one day he we were looking walking along the beach and he goes i love how you try to rewire my brain you're like a technician yeah, right. So I was like, fuck, that's cool. I'm go. stealing that. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and again, the universe provides, man. You yep. know, like that 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 conversation on the beach that day, that happened for a reason. Wow. Uh, and I sort of ran with that. And I think I put it on the wall because I learned about manifestation and seeing your dreams, seeing your goals every day. Yeah, vision board. Yeah. And yeah. eventually one day I just, I just snapped and I was like, I'm doing it. So I set the camera up on my table. Uh, I purchased all the gear. Okay. Uh, because I took out my super early because I was like, I need to just invest. I need to do it now. Yep. Again, wasn't scared of failure. No. Nope. Took this money out, even though it's for my future. Yep. I want to build my future. Yep. I want to create it now. 
So I had all the gear, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just started. But I got amazing feedback from the fir- first episode, which was just me talking about what I want to do. Sure. And from that, then got my first guest on, Joshy Sherwell. Yep. Went for two and a half hours. <laughs> and yeah, man, it's just grown to the point now where I'm so much more confident in what I do. Obviously, the guests are just flowing in now, yeah. which is really cool. Um, you know, the charts have been really cool looking at how the growth, I think I, I think I peaked at about 20 in his top 20 in Australia. How good. So I was just behind Jordan Peterson for self-education and yeah, that sort of thing, nice. which is amazing to think that I was, he's one of my like idols as well. Yep. And some of the stuff he talks about. So yeah, in a small amount of time, I think it's only been, geez, five months or something. Okay. And I'm at, only at episode 12. So to be at this point now, it's not bad. It's exciting, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you understand yeah. how cool it is to meet all. Because I think it's been a really cool aspect to network. Yep. Because you can, everyone wants to talk about themselves, right? Hundred percent, they do. You yeah. know, there's no arrogance to that. It's just people love to share their stories and talk and openly, you know, if they can help people. Yeah. That's the big one. Yeah. I've noticed that. I've really, I've really prided myself on getting people on that genuinely just want to help people. Yep. It's not getting on the most famous person I can just to be able to talk to them yep. and just show, oh, look, look who I got on. Yep. These people like Isaac, John, that I'm going to get on and like uh, Morgan, like these are guys that are genuinely wanting to help people. That's yep. how they've built their brand and their lifestyle. Big time. They just give out value. Yep. And that's what I want to do, but I find it, I do find it hard some days. Yeah. Trying to be inspired, like, okay, I've got to create a carousel. You know, I don't know if you've seen those things, yeah, but it's yeah. like, four posts and like giving tips and yeah but you know some days you just don't feel like it either no that's right but i i think you know given it's only been what five months of the podcast and that like the more you do it the more you'll evolve the more it'll come freer you'll think clearer like it just it just happens like i was the same 18 months i was in this game and barely made a dollar and you know i was struggling to put up content and, and now it just the ideas just come when they come you yeah. flow, bro. I see your yeah. content's non-stop. Yeah. That's sick. I, yeah, I've got no... I really... Like, I kind of work against the the constraints of what it should be in terms of, you know, structure and and I just... If it comes to me, I'll put it out. Reactive. Yeah, yeah. I don't think about it. I'll just yeah. put it out. Um, every now and then, my wife will go, oh, you probably shouldn't have posted that. <laughs> so I might pull something down. But yeah, more often than not, I'll just um, I'll just spit it out because I think it's, it's relevant. At the time, you it's know, more it's, organic too. It is, it is. It's generally coming from somewhere or something. I, 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 um, I get a lot of good ideas when I'm training. So often you'll see me in the gym and I'm on my phone and I'm not like stuffing around. I'm actually making notes. Yeah. I've, I've got an idea or I've seen someone train. I go, oh, that'd be a good tip to, to do or something like that. So oh, it's amazing how clear I can think when I'm training. Yeah. And you obviously, you, you train here like every day, obviously, and you'll just see your clients training and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't train here. I, I take myself out of my workplace. So I oh, go down cool. to the world gym at Calandra and train. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I find that the training environment is, is highly inspiring. Yeah. Um, and it just gives me so many good ideas. I'm always making notes when I'm down there. Yeah. That's actually a great point because I think inspiration is such an important thing, finding your space, your creative space, because for so many years, I'm actually a big time creative. I've drawn my whole life. There you go. Not many people know that. Wow. Like I love cartoons and you know, I'm a big dork, man. I'm a gamer. Wow. Cool. So my, my downtime on say like a Saturday or a Sunday. Yep. I'll just game. Yeah, right. I'll game for like 10 hours straight. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, that's I'll actually... just shut down. And I know it's always been seen as a, 
I guess when you look at mainstream media and stuff like that, yeah. gaming scene is a bad thing. Yeah. But what I looked into and what I've felt, my personal experience, it's actually a form of meditation. Yeah, it would be. Because it brings me to the present moment. Mm. I'm focusing on uh, problems that are within this game that I'm trying to figure out. Yep. And if anything, it's actually given me so many skills, man. My hand-eye coordination is insane. <laughs> if you drop something right now, I'll fucking <laughs> But um, yeah, no, it just, all these little things that I like to be different. Mm. I, I like to go, like you just said, I like to go against the grain. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that everyone tries to conform and be like everyone else. Yeah. Because of, again, fear of fucking judgment. That's right. And, you know, standing out, I've st- stood out my whole life. I'm six foot five. Yeah. So... I go around and I get looked at no matter what. Yeah, right. I've just embraced that. I don't think I'm the man or anything. I just, no. it is what it is, you know? That's right. I just look different to other people. Yep. So I think subconsciously maybe over the years, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm meant to be different. Yeah. If I've been built like this, if I've been born like this and I've been given these talents, these skills, these gifts, I need to use them some way. Yep. Because football obviously wasn't it. Yeah. Uh, they asked me a question. Someone's asked me a question like this before and they're like, well, did you ever love footy? I don't think I did. Wow, okay. I don't think I ever loved footy. I think I did it because I was good at it. Yep. And dad wanted me to do it so bad. Yeah, okay. And everyone else. Yep. It was just, oh, well, I'm good at this. I might as well do it. For sure, yeah. And to think that I still made it to that point. That's pretty cool. Without truly loving it. Mm. It actually blows my mind. It actually frustrates me because my best mate, Tyce Andrews, who actually did make the NRL eventually. Okay. At 25, I think it was. Right. Which is, you know, that's perfect for a front row. It's like peaking time. Yep. But he worked his ass off, bro. Yeah, right. I always had plenty of talent. I was lazy as fuck. <laughs> I can look back and say that confidently. Yeah, but, okay. Um, I still remember another mate of mine, Tyus Musket. He, uh, in Mackay, he called me Tarzan. Yeah, right. Because I train like Jane, play like Tarzan. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I was useless in the gym. Like, yeah. I was lazy, never did fitness. But I could still somehow run out in that field yeah. and just dominate. Yeah, wow. So, to think that I had all those natural gifts and never truly used it or yeah. did the things that I know now. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was in the gym four or five times a week working my flexibility, my mindset, yep. who knows how good I could have been. True. You know, and again, not trying to be like cocky about it. Mm. I'm just well aware of what I had yeah. and what I maybe still have. But yeah. um, I think if there's one piece of advice to anyone, if there's something that you're doing just because you're good at it, yep. it doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to be doing. It's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of kids right now that are doing football or basketball or whatever. Mm. They're doing it because they're either their parents want them to do it or because all their mates are doing it at yeah. school. They don't truly love it. Yeah. They know they're... I was always like a... I was part of the football boys, mm. but I wasn't a footy boy. Yeah, okay. I was a fucking dork, man. I still am. <laughs> like, and, you know, I was, like I said, gaming, superheroes, super comic, um, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. to fit in that space, and, st- and I think I'm a bit of a chameleon when it comes to that. Yeah, okay. I sort of get along with everyone. Yep. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't do things that you truly don't want to be doing because it could be a big waste of your time. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you, do you still follow footy? Do you still follow the league? Oh, not as much. Okay. Uh, obviously, still a massive Broncos fan. As sure. shit as we have been the last couple <laughs> of years. But, uh, you know, I've still got a lot of time for watching the boys I did grow up playing with. Yep. And I've made a lot of mates that are still playing. Um, okay. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a time constraint thing too. Sure. I've noticed as I've gotten older and all these different things I'm wanting to do, you just don't have the time, right? Well, you do. Yeah. You do have the but time. But you choose where you allocate But I choose, yeah. yeah, I've chosen to, rather than watch footy, I'm either you know, working on the podcast or yep. uh, reviewing or um, researching a guest that I've got on the next day yep. 
or I'm just doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gaming. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah so cool. what about yourself? Do you... Oh, mate, I'm a, I'm a mad Canberra Raiders fan. I have been I since I was going to say something that was black and green everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the influence of the green. You know, since I was six years old, I followed them. Yeah. So I've been following them all my life. I've been a member for 15 years. Yeah, I love it. So it's, it's a bit, very much a... Um, a mainstay in our household. We've got a family tipping contest. My Ooh. wife and I sit down and watch the footy most weekends. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I've, I've met a lot of the players, obviously seen a lot of the games. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's speaking of people I've grown up with and mates with, Nami Louie. Yeah. Dinamis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I met him down when I was at Manly when Tice was made it for Manly Seagulls. Oh, yeah. So that's who he ended up getting contracted yeah, with. Yeah, okay. And I met all those boys like Cheekham and that. Yeah, and, wow. Um, Justin Horror and just good dudes man but yep. seeing how cool those guys are off the field mm. and seeing how they get treated sometimes through the media and stuff yeah. is pretty horrible it's but full on, you know footy for me I still love watching it yep. you can't help but love of it course, did, did you play it? I played Union yeah, I yeah, played, really? yeah I played Union uh, I got to Sunshine Coast level that's as high as I went yep then I broke my jaw, broke my nose, broke my ribs. Jesus. Yeah. In one go? Uh, within the space of about a month. Yeah. No way. So obviously nose and ribs went first and then the jaw came after and that was pretty much it. I tried to come back after that. Um, As everyone does. Yeah, but it was so conscious I've got a plate right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was never the same. You know, that. man, especially no. when that stuff happens. Actually, speaking on that, mm. that's a great topic because I think now that I think about it and now that I'm learning so much more about mental health, yep. I think a lot of my... Issues actually came from the concussions that I suffered. Possibly, yeah, that's true. I, that was a big thing now that I remember. Mm. Concussions for me, man, I had some really bad ones. Wow. And you talk about you breaking the jaw. I fractured my skull straight down here when I was 19 playing for Kiwana. Yeah, right. Playing against Noosa. It was on the news. Yeah, right. I ran straight off this dude off the kickoff. He was huge, man. It was a big Tongan dude. Uh, Clashed heads. We both went back. I broke his jaw, but he fractured my skull. Shit. That concussion lasted, I think, four days. <laughs> and that wasn't the only one, man. I had multiple concussions. Because wow. the way the big thing that helped me get noticed was because I was a big hit guy. Yeah, okay. But it was just stupid. Like, yeah. It wasn't make the tackle. It yeah. was, I'm going to fuck this dude up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I had some amazing big hits, and I could change the game with this sort of stuff. But... The amount of injuries I got from it and concussions. Wow. I look back and I'm like, man, if I had kept playing, I reckon I would be one of those players that would get CTE down the track. Potentially, yeah. You know, early onset yeah. um, dementia, yeah. whatever it might be. But yeah. I personally think now that I've seen um, documentaries and stuff mm-hmm. on it, maybe all those issues I suffered from 19 through to about, geez, 27-ish yeah. were based off what trauma that my brain had taken. There's the high potential that that's the case, yeah. And it still scares me to this day because maybe it'll come back down the track. Well, there's a lot we don't know about the brain, eh? Exactly. So, um, yeah. Well, well, that's it. They can only really tell once they've cut them open, right? Exactly. And they yeah. can study the gray matter and everything. So, that's it. But look, I, I try not to think about that stuff either because if, if I go, I go. But yeah. now I understand as well that um, neuroplasticity, hmm. I can make my brain grow like my muscles i was about to say it's, it is a muscle like yep. the body so yep. you know keep learning keep educating and stuff and it'll continue to develop and grow and get Rep- stronger repetitions yeah repetition that's, that's it, it man. yeah so what's the vision what's the vision um so what we're, you know that's what's where's the podcast or the, the technician brand in five years time for example it's exciting you ask this question because yeah. i just recently really ingrained it and put it on my little vision board in, okay. my, in my room so for anyone listening 
best thing I've ever done. I've learned about it for so many years. Put, get a vision board together. <laughs> like get a little cork board, put it in your ensuite, wherever it might be, where you're going to see it every single day. Yeah. Because whatever you see every single day and what you want goal-wise, it's going to come. Yeah. It's going to happen. No matter what, it has to happen. It's, it's amazing how that works out. Like if I show you something here, mm. um, so j- doing this course, we all have to write down our big fantasy goal on a piece of card. Okay. Have it in our wallet at all times. Right. Because whatever it is that's in our wallet, it's going to happen. Yep. So for me, personally, it's based around freedom. Okay. Freedom to be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. So that'll come with you know money, having a podcast, online coaching, that stuff sure. like that. But what I envisioned was this giant customized van that I can drive around the whole of Canada with Tams. Yep. And it's got like a podcast studio in there. Yep. It's got like a mad setup with a computer and stuff that I can do online coaching, checking with my clients, yep. talk to people, have, you know, obviously I'll be doing entrepreneurial stuff. I'd love to have like a clothing brand and stuff like that. Okay. So there's plenty of different ideas around it, but the way I want to grow, it's still based around giving people the tools, tips and tactics to become happy. Okay. So it's just going to be meeting more and more people based around that i'd love to get to a point where you know that is my lifestyle i'm getting paid to podcast how good you know that that would be awesome because again i do this out of the kindness of my heart because Mm. i love helping people yep but everyone needs to get paid yeah you can't say someone's a scumbag because they want to make some money from something they're good at or they enjoy doing exactly yeah you know and there's always going to be that judgment though so um but i've actually got some cool things in the works as well with a few people i'm going to be doing a few a uh, little podcast series that you can unlock through my website. Okay. So that'll be my first like paid, yep. I guess, content. Yep. Uh, some really cool people coming on board for that. So oh, that's exciting. Nice. Yeah. So I'll start to expand and do those sort of things. Really, um, I guess, like they're designed to help a certain thing. Yes. So whether it's uh, nutrition, I'll get a specialized nutritionist in mm. that will just talk about a whole hour about that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, so they'll be foundational to getting towards your happiness. Yep. Because all those things are all encompassed in it. They are. Mm. Uh, whether it's finance as well, yep. uh, relationships, all these things, I will try to help so much in a specific way. Okay. That rather than like those general chats, it'll be, a, okay, let's talk about this for the next 45 minutes. Yeah, right. Uh, and people can send in questions and all that sort of stuff. So it'll just, I guess, yeah, the overall goal is just grow it, um, have my freedom, be able to do it from anywhere in the world. Yep. Because obviously the beauty of Zoom and that sort of thing. Be anyway, I don't think online chats don't hit as hard as the in person. No, I think the in person ones are so much better because the energy you can feel it, you can see yeah. the person's eyes, and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, man, it's exciting because the trajectory so far it's been pretty overwhelming. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah, yeah. And, and again, even though as much self development as I've done and how comfortable I feel now, it is still. You know, I was nervous coming here. Yeah, right. Okay. I've never met you before. Yeah. Like, I haven't really done much on the other side of the mic. Yep. But as soon as I met you, I was like, yeah, sweet, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. it's, it's always the same. It's it's one thing I've always struggled with is that my little roommate inside of me, <laughs> he is an absolute prick sometimes, <laughs> and he will try to talk me out of so many different situations. Of course. Yeah, that little voice, absolutely. Little yeah. Roommate, I like that. Yeah, well, yeah. that's... And it's something I learned from a book I was reading. It was like, if you had this roommate that you were living with, right? Yeah. And there's this guy sitting on the couch telling you your shit, you're fat, 
you can't do this. How long would you keep him in your room for? Yeah, good point. How long would you live with him for? <laughs> Tell him to fuck off. Like, you know, it's it's not it's not if he's not benefiting you in any way. Yeah. Why would you let him talk to you like that? Very good point. Yeah. And you have the control over that. And the scary thing is, is that subconscious is something like ninety four percent of what we think. Yep. The conscious, the actual conscious mind, is a very small percentage. Yeah. So some things that I've tried to implement to help with that is like like we talked about the gratitude and yeah. the mirror work stuff. Yep. As simple as getting up in the morning, writing down what I'm grateful for, writing down I am ten times, I am powerful, I am wealthy, I am the technician, whatever it might be. Yep. Uh, and then looking in the mirror and saying these things over and over again because the eyes are the window to our soul, right? That's right. So if you can talk to your subconscious and be like, Listen here, dickhead. <laughs> I, I can do this. I am the man. I am healthy looking. I am sexy. Whatever it yeah. is. Eventually, he's going to be like, ah, oh, damn it, you're right. <laughs> you That's know, right. You're, you're right. You are spot on. So yeah. when people start to realize that little things like the one percenters, mm. you know, being a football player, the one percenters are the most important aspect. Of course they are. You know, getting up off the line. Yep. Holding them down a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. If you can start to focus on those things and not just the big overarching things where I need to lose 10 kilos, yeah, that's not what your happiness is attached to that's most right. of the time. Mm. A lot of the time, it's an internal thing you're fighting with that you need to get help with. Go see a psychologist if you need to. Yeah, you know, If I'm working with people and I think that they need to go see a professional, I'm going to have a network of people I can send them to. 100%. Because I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, I can help you because yeah. I can't. No, that's right. I'm not legally yeah, allowed to yeah. for one. And I can't prefer, and I've seen a psychologist myself. Mm. And if you find the right one, they're an amazing tool. That's right. You know, I think a lot of, there's a lot of stigma around it. Talking to the boys last night, they're only young men, you know, but has at about 16, right? Mm. He was so embarrassed to go see a psychologist. He said he parked out the back of it, just up the road from the actual place. Yeah, right. And put his hoodie up, walked like with heaps of shame Uh, to walk around and get in there. Yeah, wow. He barely even knows anyone on the coast at the time. Yeah, right. But he just didn't want to be seen walking into a psychologist's office. Wow. Where does that come from? Yeah, good point. Like, why the hell does that matter if you're seeing a professional to get some help? It doesn't. It's a stigma, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And, mm. you know, there's a few people now. I think, I've, I don't know if you've seen it as well. There's a massive shift on the coast. Mm. I can see it. I can feel it. Yep. There's even the boys with Cool to Be Conscious yep. coming off Toddy and Geordie and that. Mm. Have you been down to the breathwork? Haven't yet, no. Haven't had an opportunity to. Yeah. yeah. I want to. Both me and the wife want to, for sure. It's worthwhile because, yeah. honestly, man, just being in... Now, this is another thing. If anyone's listening, I think the biggest help that's helped me over the years, having people in your circle who are non-judgmental. Yeah. You're right. You know, if you, I went down to the beach the first time. Mm. And I still had those self-beliefs where it's like, oh, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't know anyone here. I'll just stick to the people I know. Yeah. <laughs> but the, they do a little exercise where you have to pick two other people you don't know. Right. Introduce yourself. Yeah. And ask them, what are your goals or your dreams? Okay. So that was really cool. It got every, you could tell everyone was really uncomfortable with it. <laughs> but um, that happens because then you start, you see that these people that you've now got in your circle yeah. are non-judgmental. Yep. They just want love and happiness for you. Yep. So when you're in this space, you start to think, oh, actually, I feel heard. I feel wanted. I feel like I've got a purpose. And again, that's bringing you out of the darkness because the, the one thing that I've noticed with depression is that when I, because I was by myself last year, obviously I still had all my mates and stuff, but technically yep. I was by myself in that sure. unit. Yep. I had a roommate, but he was just some random I'd never met before. Okay. So I couldn't talk to him much. Yeah. 
So I was just in my own space, man. And if you don't feel like you have someone to talk about, mm. uh, get it off your chest. If you don't have anyone, you feel like you can comfortably tell anyone. I've said this before where something that has worked for me in the past, mm. journal. Yeah. It's like a physical representation of you getting out your thoughts onto that paper yep. and you see it physically and then it almost feels like all that darkness that you've got built up in you that day leaves you and goes into the paper. Brain dump. Yeah. 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 It's like visualizing yeah. that shit leaving you yep. and it's now not in you. It's in your little diary. Yeah. It's in your little leather bound diary on the, on the table. Yep. So, um, you know, we're very visual as human beings. Yep. If I asked you, how do you open your fridge door? Mm. Is it left to right? That's right, yeah. So yeah. you had to picture that, I right? I think about that. Yeah. yeah, so whatever we feed our mind and what we visualize, mm. we can have or we can do. Yeah, right. So um, Bob Proctor talks about our mind being like the earth. Mm. doesn't matter what kind of plant you put in the earth, it's going to grow it either way, whether it's poison or if it's food. True. So whatever you feed your brain or your subconscious, if it's all good, if it's good all the time, it's motivation, it's growing, it's inspiring. Yep. What do you think it's going to give you? Absolutely. That plant's going to grow. Yeah. But if every day, like the current situation, if everyone, everything you see all day is just COVID, 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 all the drama, all the chaos, yeah. all the shit, yep. what do you think is going to grow in your mind? Oh, so much negativity. Yeah. Exactly. And people yeah. talk about it. They say, oh, I'm so overwhelmed at the moment. Yeah. I fucking wonder why, because you got the news on, yeah. you got the radio on. Yeah. You're probably watching it all of it on social media because you can't escape you it. You can't get rid of it, no. Exactly. Yeah. So if you need to, unfollow those pages that talk about mm. it. I know it's nice to be aware of your situation. Yeah. I'm the same. I went down that rabbit hole for a long time. Yeah. But it also didn't do me any justice. There's nothing you control about that either. So why, why, why get all um, fixated on something you can't control, you know? Exactly, bro. Like control what you can control yep. and live your life, focus exactly. on your circle, focus on your friends, your family. Yep. Uh, you know, some people I've talked to that are in that space, they used to talk up about it and like, cause yeah, they want to try help and mm. spread awareness. I love that. But they found themselves being drained. Their cup was getting drained really yep. quickly. But as soon as they then started focusing on just all the good shit in their life yep. and almost being a bit ignorant to what's going on, mm. they almost felt like their life hadn't changed. There you go. You're not even realizing what's going on around you. That's right. Because we haven't really been affected on the coast. No, no, that's exactly right. A few lockdowns here and there and stuff, but yeah, compared to the rest of the country, we're doing yeah, pretty poor good. Buggers, yeah, poor buggers. Like I feel for them. Hey, like you know, I love that there's so many people like yourself and myself and these other guys doing podcasts like mm-hmm. this. Because maybe certain things they hear in this, yeah, it'll just have that little light bulb moment for them. Absolutely. And whatever they're struggling with right now, they might be like, okay. I'm in a fucking horrible situation. Mm. Maybe if I do these little things like gratitude and mirror work, and I'm not saying that's the answer to everything. No, no, it's not. No, that's But not. maybe it'll help them think, okay, those little one percenters I can do, mm. at least it's going to help me over a long period of time. Yeah, absolutely. If they get started and change a little bit, maybe it helps. Yep. So I'm going to ask you a question off the cuff here, um, question without notice. So what's give give us some, some tips you've learned to date in regards to someone who might be struggling a little bit um you know maybe they're uh they feel down in their luck they feel a little bit depressed they're not sure they have no direction that sort of thing so i'm not talking you know severe i'm talking somewhere just sort of floating around with lack of direction and not knowing treading water as we said earlier yeah yeah that's a great question because i think that's something that really helped me heaps and and recently you Mm. know yes i'm in a much better place now yeah i don't really suffer from any of the mental health issues i've have had in the past yep 
but that comes off now having direction. Mm. So you really need to look at, and not everyone has to have a purpose per se, yep. but you need to at least be doing the shit you enjoy. Yeah. Because yeah. when I was going to work doing these jobs, I fucking hated <laughs> and I'll be laying in bed, like I said, crying because I don't want to go because I'm dealing with other people that hate their lives. So they're yep. putting it on me. Yeah. So maybe figure out a way to find out what it is you truly enjoy. Mm. Because once you are doing that, what's work, man? It's like 90% of our life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you're going to a job that you hate yep. or you're dealing with people that you can't stand, you're in this environment that's just full of anxiety. Yep. So they talk about it. Joe Dispenza, mm. one of the biggest people I follow. If you're a, an animal in the Serengeti in Africa or something, if you're mm. an antelope, all of a sudden there's a predator chasing you. You run away from it. The anxiety kicks in, the yep. sympathetic state, and that adrenaline comes through. You run away, you get away from it. Yep. And then you calm down, you deep breaths, you shake it off, you yep. back into your parasympathetic, so you are you calm down. But put yourself in a situation where you're in office, in an mm. office next to Jenny who hates you for no reason yeah. and bullies you all day. You're in a constant state of anxiety. Yeah. So your, your adrenaline's rushing, you're scared, you're worried, what's she going to say today? Why is she making me feel like this? Why is she saying these words? You're in a constant state of inflammation, so you're breaking down your whole body. So the, the mental health goes down, everything goes down. Yeah. So imagine if you're in a place, you wake up the next day. This is where the way it got worded actually helped me. They said, tomorrow if you woke up and money wasn't a thing, what would you be doing? That's interesting. So yeah. that made me think about, originally I thought about concept design, so okay. designing game like backgrounds yeah. and characters and stuff because sure. I love drawing. Okay, yep. But it just asked the question. Mm. It started something in my brain. I was yeah. like, huh, what do I actually like doing? Because <laughs> I'd never thought about it. That's a good question to ask yourself. Weirdly enough, like mm. I had never been asked the question of what do you actually like doing? Yeah, wow. And then that started the the process. Mm. So some people genuinely just have never been asked these types of questions or been heard or even had a chance to just talk to someone. Yep. That's where psychologists come in handy yep. or just a good mate. Yep. You know, if, if anyone here has a good friend, a family member, even if it's just a, I don't know, a workmate, mm. just unload. Yep. Like talk about your issues, talk about what you're going through, what are you feeling, what do you feel like is missing from your life? Mm. Because those questions and those answers, it starts the conversation and you start to potentially figure out what it is you truly want to do. That's right. And I've found that people I've talked to, friends, family, whatever it might be, I even sent dad an old video from YouTube, um, Earl Nightingale, oh. uh, from his, it was a video from the 1960s. It's being remastered. Yeah. But he talks about what is success. And for me, I've said this before. Success is subjective. Mm. It's different to everyone. Absolutely. It's not what you own. It's not the money you're earning. What Earl says it is, it's a realization of a worthy ideal. Yeah, okay. So a realization of a worthy ideal. So what that means to me, you are on the path to what you truly want to be doing in life. Mm. So I might not be super successful for another 10 years, but it doesn't matter to me. Yep. Because I'm on the path. That's right. I'm enjoying the process. There you go. So, yeah, cool. 10 years. I'm only 41 then. Mm. Maybe I'm a multi-millionaire by then. Sick. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. Yeah. I don't really care. Doesn't matter. Because I'm doing the shit I enjoy. Yeah. So, without going off too much on that, that would be a really good starting point. You need to figure out exactly what it is that you're going to be doing most days mm. that you truly enjoy. Absolutely. Because off the back of that, then you can figure out, okay, let's get training. Because... Yep. Another foundation for me has been getting in the gym. Yep. You know, all the good chemicals it releases. That's you feel it. so much stronger. You feel yep. more powerful. 
and it's it's so beneficial for any situation. Yep. It actually blows my mind that some people don't train. No. You know, like it's not just to look good and be no. whatever. You, you a lot of the time, if you just go and lift weights for 30, 45 minutes, that's all you need. Yep. Go on a walk, like we said at the start, mm. for 30, 40 minutes. Yep. Little things like this, go play some basketball, fucking just get outside, <laughs> like do some exercise because the foundational uh, benefit of that is huge. Yeah. But those couple of little things, uh, the diary work, but just start start questioning what it is you truly want to be doing mm. because everything else will fall into place. Because when you step into your true self, yep. that's when everything else will start to fall in line. Because everything aligns. If you think about a big column or a pillar mm. and all these things are out of line, how's it meant to be stable? Good point. It's going to fall over at some point. Yep. So if you've got all these really cool foundations of I'm training, I'm doing what I love, I've got a good partner, blah, blah, blah. Mm. How solid is that foundation going to be? Big time. You're not going to fall over. No. Maybe you might get a little bit shifted sometimes because yeah. no one's perfect. No, I'm going to have my shit days. Mm. I'm going to eat KFC some days. <laughs> I'm going to drink a million beers some weekends with the boys. Yeah. But that's all part of a manageable lifestyle. That's right. So, yeah, that would be my biggest tip, I guess. I love <laughs> it. That's awesome, man. Um, all right. So give give you obviously your podcast a shout out and and you've got another little business too. What is it? Trends and treasures. Trends and treasures. Yeah. So I I love it actually. It's yeah. um for me it's my pretty much my main way of making money at the moment. Okay. Because it allows me freedom. So it's just buying and reselling. So okay. we might source stuff from overseas, buy stuff a bit cheaper, resell it here on eBay, marketplace, yep. um, go to op shops and stuff. Okay. And a lot of like you'll get some feedback like oh you dog like you're going to but. I'm going in and supporting these places. Yeah. They're getting it for free, donated. I'm recycling it, yeah. and giving it to someone who finds value in it. Yep. So whatever I'm selling it for, it doesn't really matter because I'm the one who's put the effort in to go and find the value. Yeah. Give it to someone who sees the value. Yep. Because someone that had it didn't see the value in it. That's it. Well, that person that you're selling it to wouldn't have probably found it anyway. Exactly yeah. right. I'm providing, and again, I see it as a way of providing happiness to people. Yeah. Because I the other day, man, I actually had someone give me feedback because. I found this old um, PlayStation 2 game okay. that they couldn't find anywhere. Right. I randomly found it at an op shop somewhere. Yeah. I was like, someone will love this because I loved it back in the day too. Sure. And they're like, holy shit, I've been able to find this anywhere. So thank you so much. For them to put that in their PlayStation 2 and hear that sound and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that brings back potentially one of the funnest times in their life. It's nostalgic. Yeah. Nostalgia is everything. Yeah. And yeah. that's what Trends and Treasures is about is... All the past nostalgia that we've had in our lives as kids, whatever it might be, it's not so much the product that they love, it's mm. the feeling that it gives them. Yep. Because I'm sure you've got moments in your past where you're watching like Cheese TV or something, when <laughs> we're young, like, and you're like Dragon Ball Z or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. Watching those shows brings back so many cool memories with, does. with some mates or family and you're just like, holy shit, I love that. And yeah. You should never live in the past. No. But it's nice to bring back some of those memories. It is. But uh, yeah, Trends and Treasures is awesome, bro. Tams and I have a lot of fun with that. That's unreal. And then obviously the Technician Podcast is available on everything. Yeah. Uh, you, you Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we'll have a website coming soon. Cool. Now that'll be encompassing a few different things. Okay. I've probably got about two months left on my Cert 4, mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying it. Yep. I've been doing it through Vast Fitness Academy. Yep. Man, it is in-depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Um. It's been interesting because I've had to really go out of my comfort zone to learn a lot of different things. Absolutely. But it's cool to see that they've obviously got some of the most highly qualified PTs coming out of that. 
There's yep. a lot of online courses and stuff you might think, oh, that's a bit dodge. Mm. But these guys have really nailed it with everything. For sure. Um, I think that's about it, man. Cool. Yeah. That's unreal. Um, well, all right, let's finish on the, the final question. So every guest gets asked this question, and that is who would you invite over to dinner? So it can be dead or alive, male, female, fictional, non-fictional, and obviously a reason as to why. It doesn't have to be one. You can pick a couple if you want. I've got two right off the top of the head. Now. Okay, go for uh, it. So it's J. Cole and Derek Rose. Okay. So J. Cole, for me, he's my favorite rapper at right. the moment. Yep. Now, they might think, oh, a rapper? What the hell? <laughs> but what he encompasses, man, yeah. he's so... Like, he's one of the richest rappers going right now. Right. Worth millions. Sure. But he's so real. Yeah, right. He hasn't let anything change him. He's just the most real dude doing what he enjoys. Mm. He went and got into um, the Professional Basketball League in Africa. Yeah, right. Dude's like 33. <laughs> like, yeah. He just thought, he because he could have been a professional basketball player okay. instead yeah. of rapping. Mm. Um, but obviously went down the rap game, super successful. And he's like, you know what? I want to go try and basketball. So he went and did it. Yeah, right. So these little things around him that he's just done everything that he enjoys, yep. everything that he loves. Um, Derek Rose... Because he is a similar sort of mindset. Mm. He's very different, bro. He's all about like, he's a very like soul, like, I don't know, just a different kind of guy and very loving person, very humble. But he was one of the youngest MVPs in NBA history. Yeah. Uh, but he's he made me fall in love with the Chicago Bulls. Okay. So I love the Chicago Bulls. I'm a Taurus. Yep. I love Greek mythology, Minotaurs. Yeah. So I'm, Bulls are like my favorite animal. Cool. So Derek Rose for me, yep. um, just based off what he went through as well, mm-hmm. he was one of the best players in the league. Mm. Had severe injuries, messed him up, but he still came back. He's still playing in the league. Yeah, well. Had this massive, changed his game and came back and overcame a lot of different injuries and stuff. So that's, that's cool. cool too. Unreal, man. Mm. That's cool. I haven't had it. Oh no, I have had an NBA player before. I think Michael, someone said Michael Jordan. Michael that, Jordan? That, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool too. Yeah, oh, of course it would be. Yeah. But again, I like to be different. So. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Well, man, um, we'll wrap it up there. That's been an hour and 30 minutes. Jeez, that was easy. Holy crap. Really? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it flowed, eh? yeah, it was pretty cool. So, yeah. no, really appreciate you coming in, man, and having a chat. Um, like I said to you, I, I knew there'd be sort of more to the story than uh, what you'd let on in your own podcast. But obviously, um, for those that are listening, by all means, subscribe to uh, to Trav's podcast, The Technician. Um, you know, the, the, the guests he's had to date have been really insightful and really, really cool. And obviously, you've got plenty more lined up, which is pretty exciting as well yeah, so yeah. thanks again man um, and that's pretty much it so yeah we're done thanks so much brother I had a heaps of fun with it so no problem at all enjoy guys okay thanks once again to Trav from The Technician for his time today that was an incredibly insightful and powerful uh, podcast really enjoyed talking to him we could have gone on for hours so uh, obviously jump on and follow Trav's podcast his journey um, and if you have enjoyed this particular podcast, please screenshot and share it on your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. Tag the, pod, the Technician podcast as well. And um, as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.